welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan, and I am with my friend, Sean Bowles. How are you, Sean? I'm so good. This is going to be a really good episode, Bob, because we have a man I get to introduce you to, Rob Allman from CBN with us. And I mean, with media going through what it's going through today, thank God for Rob and his team and for the news, because you get to hear different perspectives on Afghanistan or presidency or these things that aren't just like the typical evangelical, like, well, this is what we should all believe. It's like you actually hear curated media. I know you and I talk about actual world events a lot. So it's cool to have one of the sources of, you know, where I get my information is this. I'm not trying to promote CB and I'm just saying like, I really like that there's people in media right now that are so prolific and because it's been really hard to trust the mainstream, right? Well, yeah, you don't know. Do you go to the right and listen to the right? And then do you go to the left and listen to the left? And then do you pick something in the middle that's the truth? And, you know, there's so much fear out there uh, that is in the world and then the media doesn't help because kind of shock value sells. And I'm just looking for somebody with character to tell me the truth. I was talking to Abigail Robertson on another uh, episode of a podcast I do called Exploring the Industry, which is part of the series. And, and I, she was, I don't know if it was during that, the interview or not, but she said one of the things we're called to as Christians is to report the news and report what God's doing. And it never had hit me up until that point where I was like, we are reporters. And even people who feel like they have more of a hearing God's voice kind of gifting or calling or people who feel like they have, you know, as far as they may have be more prophetic ones, you are a reporter when you have that. And so it's really interesting when media and reporting has failed so miserably over the last two years specifically, but there's really good people involved who haven't failed and who are doing a good job, but it's been clouded by maybe the partisanship of current political events and the climate of you know spiritual perspectives that are so rampant right now. So I'm excited. Let me tell you about Rob real fast. Yeah, tell us. He is the vice president of news for CBN Broadcasting Network, a position he's held since September 2004. And CBN News has operations in Virginia Beach and Washington, D.C. and Jerusalem, which is really cool. He came to CBN from KTVT, the CBS-owned station in Dallas, Texas. Rob has worked in broadcasting now for 37 years with other stops in Washington, D.C., Chicago, and Cincinnati. Rob and his wife, Peggy, will celebrate their 25th wedding anniversary. They enjoy spending time with a blended family of six children and five grandchildren with one on the way. And Rob has just been somebody who I really enjoy getting to know through my connection and relationship to CBN. And he just comes across as such a father. We need voices like this. But for you, for you, Bob, right now, as far as like, if you had a friend who came and told you, like, I wanted to work in media 20 years ago, that might have been like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But now if somebody said it, would you, would you be encouraged by that friend? Or would you be like, oh, I can't wait to encourage him? Or would you be like, maybe, maybe pick another opportunity or career based on what's going on right now? That's such an interesting question. I would be excited because I think yeah. that we need in every industry and in every sector and every demographic in the marketplace, we need people of character. We need people that we can trust. And if someone came and said that they were looking at that, of course, it's hard. I mean, how hard would it be in media? How hard would it be in politics? How hard would it be in construction? How hard would it be in the ministry? So hard. It's, it's all hard. So, but sending people of character who love Jesus, yeah. who are trying to do the right thing, I would be, I would be encouraged and excited and want to encourage them. 
Well, just one thing to add to that is I, I had a friend from another Christian news agency who reached out and he was saying, you know, we're just getting so hammered by a lot of Christians who are unhappy with how we're reporting right now. And and I just feel like there's never been such a light on us where we've had, you know, God has given us so much direction to do this, but we've had so much negative criticism. And I said, welcome to the world of being a voice in the church, basically, because pastors deal with that all the time who become prominent. If there's a prominent pastor, whether it's a Joyce Meyer or Joe Osteen or whoever, they get, they're the most scrutinized ones. I mean, if the more fame or favor you get, the more scrutinized you get. And you guys are now doing it in media, which is being highlighted both in a negative and positive way right now. So welcome to the club of having God's influence on your life. No matter what profession or career you're in, you will be attacked. And I, I think it really helped him to go, yeah, this is actually like part of the promotion of doing what God's called us to. It's measurable attack. And I didn't realize that was going to be part of it. And so some of you who are listening, maybe it's not media, maybe it's something else. The moment you start getting attacked, remember, like whether it's by other Christians or whether it's by other people, that's actually part of the price you have to pay to do something significant with God. As a matter of fact, some, one of my mentors said, if you're not being attacked, then what are you doing? Like, what are you doing that has any impact at all? And I was like, not that you should anticipate a life of warfare all the time, but just in the sense of like, is what you're doing actually changing anything? And I think that that's, that's important. That's important. Well, up next, Rob Allman. Hey, my fellow explorers, we have a brand new book out. And if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today and for his problem solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are gonna love this book. I wanna encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Well, welcome back to the show. And I have here Rob Allman. And Rob, I'm so excited to have you on. It's This is the first time I've actually been face-to-face with you. Yep, we've talked often and emailed, but it's great to uh, see you and be able to talk with you both. Yep, well, good, good to meet you, Rob. You yeah, I'm well. glad you guys get to meet because I've told uh, Bob about you through the last year and a half, especially because you guys have been covering so many, so much news. This is like, what a time to be in media. That's like the, in, in a century, there hasn't been this much news all at once. And you guys are covering things and such a such a Christian but real way. And when I say Christian way, you guys are a faith based company, and uh, and there's not many places you can go to where it's it's not neutral. And you guys are pretty neutral in a lot of ways. You guys are covering from lots of sides of different issues, and I'm sure that's super challenging. I know I work with a couple of different uh, teams that have news arms, and you guys seem to be consistently all these years be the most. Um, I think mainstream that anyone from the evangelical faith and even beyond could really listen and go, okay, wow, that's a really good take on that. Or that's a great way to hear that. You also position news that helps to inspire faith, which is really, really encouraging to me. I go to CBN news every day just to see what's going on. We appreciate and I'm sure many of our listeners do as well, but talk about how you got into media because this is a big deal. Well, as you can tell by my gray hair and that lack of it, I've been in it for quite a while. It's, uh, going on 35 years or more. And the way I got into it was, frankly, by accident almost. And uh, <laughs> when I transferred school back then, they had they didn't have a 
journalism department up, they had communications and it said radio, television, and motion pictures. And I said, I like all three of those things. <laughs> so, you know, I just decided to go there. And then as I began my internship, I went to a local news operation and I saw all the chaos, all the yelling, all the assemblage of trying to start the day with nothing and work up to a finished product, all the things that got in your way. Yet at the end of the day, it was, it felt like a win. And then the next day was it all over again, but with a different circumstance. And I said, that's what I want to do. Wow. I, I don't want to do something that's just run of the mill every day. I want to have to deal with this. It, it, it is, it is stressful. Some of us enjoy stress, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and I just, I like to manage people. There's, there's nothing. And maybe that goes back to playing team sports. Um, uh, there's nothing like getting people together, everyone knowing what they're supposed to do, but then coming together, ch challenging each other at times when you need to be because you're really going for a goal, no matter what that is. And in many respects, that that's what we're called to do. I've been yeah. watching The Chosen, and uh, that's what that's what it feels like, is wow. that we've been chosen to do this. Well, and kind of fast forward a little bit in your career, because you started out in mainstream news, and then you ended up in the faith-based world. What was that transition? Well, my dad was a pastor. Both of my grandparents, grandfathers were ministers. Uh, and in fact, when I interviewed for a job in DC, my prospective employer said, so with that background, how did you get in such a sinful business? And I said, <laughs> well, you know, the Lord has different roads. And it, it's certainly the case of where I wasn't where I should have been at that time. And however, the Lord helped me excel in the business. And at a certain point, along about the time on, frankly, when my father passed away, uh, it was a giant wake up call from God. Mm -hmm. and, and when the call from CBN came a couple of years later, I firmly feel that God had to sort of send me somewhere else to get what CBN possibly needed at the time. Mm -hmm. And to put me where I needed to be at the time. Mm -hmm. I, wow. I, I really feel that. Because when I came here, Pat and Gordon, they sort of said, we, we want you to focus on A, B, and C. Because that's not what we're doing. And, I, and those were things that I just finished training years for. Mm -hmm. and, wow. and being able to do that. And so you know, that's, that's how it happened. Uh, fortunately, it worked out in that I was the assistant news director for a guy in Chicago good Catholic guy. He left there to start a headhunting agency. This is in like 1990, 92. Fast forward, as you say, to 2004, CBN contacts him oh, wow. to, to do the candidate search for their news director. He knew of my faith because we talked to faith and we also worked together one and two in the newsroom. I was the only person that he recommended. I think I was the only person interviewed for the position and I was able to get it. If that's not a show of God at work, Right. I don't yeah. know what it is. And you know, in our world of faith, I tell people this often these days. We are supposed to have the faith to believe in mighty things. And we do. Still, when they happen, there is nothing more amazing. I don't want to say surprising. So it's 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 a close thing between surprising and amazing that you just almost get chills. Because when God shows up in a mighty way, there's nothing like it because it can't be explained. Other than I like I like to use the words pleasantly surprised 
because it, it is just like you said, a, a combination between amazing and surprising. And we shouldn't be surprised, but I always no, know. like, oh my gosh, he showed up. He did this thing we've been praying for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love how you said that that your background in team sports has caused you to be able to uh, build what I what we'll talk about as a team over at CBN and talk about that a little bit. Like when you got there, I assume your department was new and and you built. Well, certainly had to build because. I hope not too many of them watch this. Uh, so, no, I'm just kidding. So, you know, so when I came, it's it's like entering into, um, it was certainly not a broken machine by any means, but it was one that had been operating in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's much like anything else is you're just sort of having to retool a little bit. And you ask, you ask God to help you recognize what sets the people apart who are there and what they may have to then lead to what we're trying to build. Um, how many times have you seen sometimes a manager go to a team that's not doing really well and all it takes is a manager and a couple of building yeah. blocks to get it started right. uh, because you go in the right uh, direction or you go in a different direction. And usually what I've tried to do in my career is not to make too many decisions too quickly. I like to almost spend uh, the first couple of weeks just observing and watching mm-hmm. and listening seeing how people handle things, seeing decisions that are made, seeing how people are open to discussion uh, and such, so that then I can try to come in and, and because there's no way that you can say everybody's fired. We're going to start afresh. Uh, so you, <laughs> and not that you would want to, uh, but so that's, that's part of that building the team. And then there are some folks I wear, I was telling somebody, I wear a rubber band around my wrist, mainly because God has given us tremendous capacity. And what I tell folks is my job is to try to sit there and to help stretch you and see how far you can go. What you were doing today, I want you to get that today. And then I want you to know that that takes you just this amount of time to do it and that you start doing it better in less amount of time. Not so that you can rest anymore, but, but so now you've got more time to do something new and something different because news never stops. There's, a de- there's, there's not just one deadline a day. We do the 700 Club on the air at 9 a.m. in the morning, Eastern time. And that's like working a full day for me sometimes. But then you've got other newscasts, other deadlines throughout the day. I'm sure much like you all do and those who we're talking to today. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things I really loved when um, Bob and I both read the show notes was just how you feel like some of the miracles you've had in working there and leading there is just the employees. Like you've had some really big wins. Talk about that because I know a lot of people, it's the staffing is one of the hardest things for any company or position or leadership or whatever management. And so when you can say you've had miracles there, I know for me personally, like I've had some miracles, thank God. But I remember the years I didn't, (laughs) when I was like, I had people who I had to hire that were under talented or under qualified because we just needed all, all hands on deck. And I love when there was that transition where God began to bring some miracles. But what is your story in that? Well, I've always when I have almost gotten too involved in the hiring process in that there's somebody who I think is going to work. So I go and I pursue them. If it's not of God, it shows up. I mean, either because the interview process is, is a, is a train wreck or you hire someone and they don't turn out. Right. And then uh, every, 
it just seems like almost with every position, especially every key position, that, that something that you just really need is our HR department will send me something and I'll just look at the person's name and possibly where they are now. And I'm just sitting there going, number one, how in the world did they hear about us possibly? Because when I got the call initially about coming to CBN, I had to tell the HR person, I really didn't even know you all had a, a news department. I knew about the 700 yeah. Club, but I, being in local news, I really didn't watch it. So I'm sitting here saying, how did this person find out about it? And if you were to come here and survey, I would say 90% of our news team, who certainly started since I had, and even those before it, will all give a divine meaning and a divine reason and how God brought them here. So cool. And I've never, I've never experienced anything like it, guys. And it is something that while I may fret over a, an opening that, you know, just sort of stays there for so long and I can't get it filled. But when God shows up, like we were just talking, in those cases, I'm not necessarily pleasantly surprised. I'm, you know, truthfully relieved. It was like, thank goodness, because it was getting close. But, you know, the song says it's, it's, he may not be early, but he's never too late. <laughs> and that's what we, that's what we think. Yeah. Uh, and it, it still is something that also just, just keeps us going, right? I think in the word, when you see why God will bless certain people, certain movements, certain churches, it's because he sees that there's growth. He sees that there is fruit. And, and that's, the, that's mm -hmm. the key thing. That's so good. I, I think over your career, Rob, I know in my career as I've gotten older, I've become less, I've become more patient. I've become uh, more caring, more empathetic. And I'm wondering in your career, it's, you're, you're such a fast pace, high energy, high stress. How has that worked for you? Um, it, maybe it's grandkids. Um, maybe it, it, it's, <laughs> exactly. There you go. You know, there, there's something that changes. Uh, now, when I came here, I know that I was unfortunately uh, quicker to get angry. That I was in a much more pushing kind of mode because most people tell you if you start a new job, you really have maybe a year to make that true difference mm -hmm. That's before good, yeah. some things start to just sort of get back a little bit and, you know, things start to happen. And so you, you've got to take advantage of that. Uh, and I certainly did. And part of that, I think, was just because of the training in, in local news business in, in the way that you do. And I'll have to admit, there were some people who even here outside of my department would say, I'm glad I don't work for you. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, Sometimes I would take that sort of as a badge of honor, unfortunately, and right. now I'm sort of look at it as different ways. You know, the more that we get into the word and the more that we see things, and like I said before, and I'm not Dallas Jenkins isn't paying me for this or anything like that, but the second season of The Chosen mm -hmm. has helped me so much. So cool. As much in work as it has in anything else. Yeah, I agree. Because there was one episode to where he's talking to Peter and he says, it's not because of what makes you alike. I don't want everybody to be alike. It's the differences that make everybody fit together so much more. And that's what I've tried to, to rely on. And also, COVID made a big difference. People's lives changing make a big difference. We've had folks 
either, you know, they get, we've had a couple of people have cancer. Uh, we've had other tremendous negative things that have happened in people's lives. And as a department head, especially for a ministry, there is a church aspect to it. Right. That we're here to love you more than the place. Yeah. And 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 I think that someone told me the other day, they said, maybe it's your dad, but you've become more pastoral. Any other time, I don't know that I would have taken it right, but it was just something that was something that just felt great. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. What a, it's amazing, too, that it's happening at just the right time. It's happening mm-hmm. like you're seizing when that, the company organization and the, the faith-based, the ministry aspect of it needs it because of what we've been going through. And I hear that from you in our conversations. I just feel this um, very fatherly type atmosphere that you put out, but I also feel like you're all about, you know, no nonsense too. I feel like both sides of it, but it's just, you, you exude that now. And I'm not sure from your own estimation that you would have always thought you exuded that, but you do. I think that's really special to be in the environment. I think it's something we should want to emulate those people who are leading another, you know, whether you're a woman or a man to be able to have that, what you're calling pastoral, what I'm calling fatherly uh, attribute, because I think, especially in the media world, like when you get into, if you were in another company right now, um, no one's going to honor that attribute as much as they are performance. And I love that you're in, a, in an environment where it's actually needed. It's actually needed to be placed there really good. I kind of want to switch the conversation or kind of shift it a little bit, though, into uh, media in general and the sense of what you are going after. Because I know there's people listening right now. There's the you know, media is at the all-time trust low in history. We're having you know people who are getting into battles in their own family systems. <coughs> Excuse me getting into battles in their own family systems and structures because of what they're hearing from their particular news agency or what they are listening to versus what their family listens to. And media is not a source of hope and comfort right now in most aspects because there's so much, there's a new story every day that would be last year's biggest story, the year before's biggest story. But it feels like every week, you know, people are uh, fatigued from how much new stuff's happening, natural disasters, political climate, spiritual you know pastors failing and falling like things are happening that on a scale i'm sure as a a company that you guys have had a report that's never happened before so talk about like medium why you have such a drive to still be in it and why it's important for us well fortunately i still love to come to work every day there's an excitement to it for me uh, because i feel that there is a great service in what we do um to, to use a term, I guess, is overused, certainly, in maybe the Christian world. We want to be a seeker. We want to be a seeker organization. And what I mean by that is these days, if you believe a certain way, there's a media operation that you can go to who's going to tell you you're right. Yeah. Right? No matter if you're on the right or the left, yeah. Yeah. I can go watch somebody who's going to tell me that my way of thinking upon a certain subject is going to be confirmed. Now, the only subject that I want to help confirm, if nothing else, is the love of Jesus Christ. So that's certainly you're going to get. When Beyond that, we really focus on, no matter what the story, is telling both sides of a story and hoping that the viewer will use that to decide what they believe is out there. Um, credibility is important to us. 
the only way that you can do that is to make phone calls and talk to people and get that information. Mm-hmm. And I try to push everybody, even if they're just doing a web story, whether it's nothing, I said, I will ask them about it. So who did you call for that? Who did you email about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's so easy in today's world to just curate media and yeah. we will do it. Right. We may see something on another outlet and we say, well, wow, that's a good news story. And the folks, you know, there's not enough good news stories out there. And we find bar none that that's what people want. That's what they they, they want to hear and they want to they want to see and they want to experience because of everything that you just spoke about a few moments ago. Whether it's COVID, whether it's Afghanistan, whether it's terrorism, whether it's um, anything, you name it these days, people want to argue. Uh, and uh, in fact, when we do live interviews with people, we don't bring on two separate people to just sit there and talk over each other. Uh, if we're going to, if we have a subject like that, we may do the one side, then do the other. But we're not in that same business. You know, somebody said, you know, you're not like CNN or the others. I don't want to be. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to just do the same story all day and just then bring talking heads in to talk about it. If you can't advance the story, there's really no reason to to do that. Um, you know, I somebody said, well, why do you do what you do? And why are the stories that you turn? I said, well, growing up in the business and most media people that I know, they wrap themselves in the Constitution. I'd rather wrap myself in that. Mm-hmm. Wow. We answer to a higher document. Mm-hmm. Now, on the, on the plus side, a lot of the people who wrote the Constitution also wrapped themselves up in this document. Yeah, and that's the thing that I, I think that a lot of people just have to remember, and they have to continue on. You know, and there are times, there are times when I know that uh, you know we usually say if if you're in the right, if you're doing the right thing in the media business, you're going to be an equal opportunity offender. You're going to offend both sides. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. You know, and then when my, when some of my folks sit there and sort of say, you know, I just, it's, we, there's so many things out there against us and everything, you know, uh, as I was reminded of not the movie, but the story in the Bible, the chariots of fire, you know, and in second Kings, Elisha's out there uh, against the Syrian army and his servant says, what shall we do? And Elisha says, do not be afraid for those who are, with us are mo- more than those who are with them. And then Elisha prays, and this is what we need to do for our folks. Oh, Lord, open their eyes that they may see. And when the servant looked again, he sees the mountain full of horses and chariots of fire the Lord. Yes, Elisha and his service were surrounded, but not just by trouble. You know, they were protected by the Lord and his mighty power. And a lot of times we focus on those forces that are against us rather than those who are with us. And I firmly believe that that's what we're called to do. And if we can get somebody to come in and read, watch, listen to a couple of stories, that's why I'm glad that the 700 Club begins with news. Because usually right after the news is there's going to be some salvation story. Yeah. Somebody gets that opportunity then to hear the word of God and maybe and make a decision. It's beautiful. I know I've met several people through the years. I was in a jail one time and I was in a Bible study in the jail leading it. And some of the guys were talking about their salvation stories, how they got saved. And two of them got saved from watching Seven Heart Club in jail, in prison. Sorry, not jail, but prison. And it was, uh, it was just so cool to hear that. And I've heard that story over and over through my years of just 
it just shows how powerful media can be and how, how storytelling can be. And you guys have been doing that for so long. I know there's probably people who are listening who are like, we want to be on the good side of that. Like they still have a drawing to media or a drawing to tell the story or a drawing to do this, but there's so much confusion out there on how to do it. Well, I love that you guys are putting, you know, for forward that model, because I think that like people are listening to this are going to be more curious to say, I'm going to watch and see what they're doing. Like I want to, I want to see why the why behind it, not just at face value. Everyone's heard of uh, 700 club or CBN probably if they're a Christian, but the why is huge. And I love that you just answered that. Why it's just so awesome. Yeah. What, what really got me Rob is that it, I just kept thinking about character, your character, your characters coming through over and over and over again about how, how you report stories, what you want people to hear that you want them to hear the truth. And we all need people that we can trust. And, and when I, when I hear the the depth of the character that you have and that your department has and your company has, it just makes me want to listen and watch even more because I, every business that I want to do business with is a business, not that, uh, maybe performs the best but that i know that the owners the ceos have character so that when the rough when the road gets rough i know we're going to be able to settle our disputes because of character and you're just displaying that in uh, over and over and over again well i uh that's very i I appreciate that's humbling and i and i appreciate it it certainly has not come without a lot of testing and fire uh, (laughs) and and mistakes. Um, But I have to say uh, this, this ministry was one that I had, when I first got the call, we being in Texas, there's a group called the Trinity foundation. I think it's the name of it, but they investigate, right? They like to investigate televangelists, all this kind of stuff. And I can't remember the ministry and the ministry is not really important, but they had just some done some kind of story that, all these prayer requests, you know, these, this ministry had called for prayer requests and a donation with those prayer requests. And at one point, uh, the investigation was all these prayer requests were found in a dumpster or something like that. Right? Oh, yeah. So I start here in September. In September, we have something called Seven Days Ablaze. And that's where we pray for seven days for our partners. And I'm sitting here and I walk in and there's somebody at each door with five to seven individual prayer requests that I was handed with all of these names and what they wanted to be prayed for. Wow. And that was almost like God's way of sort of saying, you know, if you had any question, right, this is proof in your hand about what we stand for. Everybody is called to pray for those people who support us, but not just who support us financially, but who support us with prayer, but also those who are coming to us for help. It was it yeah. was very very sobering and uh, it was a great thing to to see in my first couple of weeks here. Almost yeah, the authenticity and reality that I'm sure that was so grounding and I think you're grounding us right now with that authenticity even more and also helps I think people to you know again I, I want to bring it back to the point of to have courage to be a voice in the media. I think God wants to raise some more people up and more organizations up and CBN has been a pioneer for that and maybe the original pioneer for that. And we're so grateful for you, Rob, and just all that you brought. We're so uh, happy to hear your story. I know we'll hear from you again at some point, just because uh, we're going to stay connected. But thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part. Well, thanks for the invitation. It was great meeting you both and and sharing time with you. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.